Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Nintendo's Podcast, the Nintendo podcast where we talk about video games, both new and old. My name is Brayden, and across from me, both on video and in audio format, I have my lovely brother, Connor. Hi, Connor. How's it going? It's good, man. Long time no see. I know. I haven't seen you in like six or seven months. I know. It's we, been a while. We only see each other for the podcast. That's true. It's our only excuse to hang out. Ever. We're lying. We've seen each other. We just haven't managed to record. But our bad. We have missed talking about our video games because we've been playing things. We've been pretty bad about keeping up with the newer releases. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like we've, even in our own like pleasure playtime... Uh, we haven't like been playing what's been coming out for the past six months anyway. Which the is hottest kinda, games. Yeah, which has maybe led to a lack of inspiration to record or put out new episodes. It's because we're not talking about the hot button thing at the moment. For sure. Which is still not the case today either. Um, <laughs> but here we are. We're, we, we were itching for it. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Yeah. Well, we'll get right into it. We, we, we're sticking to the format. We got a, a new-ish Switch game. Which, it, like, <laughs> I think st- sticking to the format might be might be uh, a little disingenuous. Yeah, that's especially true. considering the con- the uh, especially considering the concession that I just allowed us to make that like we're not really playing much new. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, new release for this episode is also not it's not super new. When did it come out? It came out in July. Um, But the thing is, this is a remake of an old Super Famicom game. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, whether it's a new game at all, you know, is arguable. But, uh, yeah, Live a Live is Live Alive. Okay. We we, we might ought to touch on that. I I was ready to start calling it Live Alive. What are are you married to? Any of I prefer Live Alive. I'm pretty sure that's what they called it in the direct when the American voiceover (laughs) pronounced it. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go with that. That's what I thought, too. Uh I was was surprised to just hear you do Live Alive right out the gate. Well, I want to, for those watching us, Uh I don't know, you can kind of see the the cover art. And, like, Mm. they kind of flip the word the second live. And there's an A in the middle kind of dividing them. And so, like, it is... I would say it's up to user interpretation, but uh, okay. Live Alive is is how they said it on the direct, so we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. But I played that, and I beat it, and it was quite a game. Quite a game? Yes. What kind of game? I was excited when I saw it on the direct, actually. It, it just, they said, you uh, play as seven different characters across seven different, seven different uh, timelines, time periods, rather. And um, there's the Wild West, there's prehistoric times, there's medieval times, there's Edo Japan, there's Imperial China. Um, I'm missing a couple, but... Um, distant, or is dis- it distant past and distant future? There's, oh, there's, well, there's present day, there's near future, and then distant future. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so there's all eight time periods that you'll, you'll play in. Mm. Um, and it just sounded really cool. And then part of the uh, visual appeal is it took like the art style that I want to say started with Octopath Traveler and kind of bled into like triangle strategy and some of Square Enix's newer uh, RPG type games. They call it HD 2D. Have mm-hmm. you heard that term? I have. And I, I hadn't seen it until I was kind of researching Live Alive information. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I think that's a 
an appropriate term for it. Yeah, I. It's a little controversial that um, this visual style, mm-hmm. because as you mentioned previously, Live Alive is a game that originally came out for the Super Famicom mm-hmm. back in the nineties. I don't. I don't know the exact date I don't off either. the top of my head. So it was a Super Famicom Japanese RPG. Um, exclusive to Japan. Exclusive, I don't know if we've yeah. said that yet. It did not. It did not come to the USA. At right. Least. There was no English version of it uh, mm-hmm. ever distributed at the time, except for this remake recently. Um, but the HD 2D style that they have adapted it to, that both Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy follow, is sort of putting those 16-bit 2D graphics from the Super Famicom into 3D. It's almost like referring to an older episode, Paper Mario. Sure. It's a lot like Paper Mario. It's mm-hmm. sort of like this pop-up book effect where there are 3D models. It's a 3D world and there are 3D models, mm-hmm. but the character graphics, the character sprites are flat 2D images kind of propped up, standing up. Yep. It's like a diorama. There you go. That's Yeah, yeah it, it is a moving diorama. Right. But with the a sort of Minecraft visual style where even like all the the blocks, the all the 3D environments and the character graphics are pixelated. They're still mm-hmm. 16-bit sprites. Are they 16 like 16-bit is that the correct term? It would, you know, like I mean I understand what, it, what you're saying but like I mean, in technicality do you know if they're only 16-bit? Not in not for this remake. Not in right. technicality. Like they've because they redrew all the sprites and yes. like made new animations and stuff. Tech like that it, no. Yeah, you know HD two D. Mm-hmm. That's where we. That's, that's where we are. Fair enough. But um, I love. I am a big fan of the art style. You are. I, yes, I like it too. But again, it's controversial. Mm-hmm. It it. Some people think it looks ugly. Right. I've loved the Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. It, I, and I have, admittedly, I haven't played the original for PlayStation One. But I love Tactics Advance and Advance Two for the DS. To me, it feels like the next level of that kind of. It feels like special effects almost. Like they they've come they've managed to come up with like a new paint color or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like a, just a new way to express like mm. pixel art. And I really like it. I think it adds a lot of flair to like action as well. Like you know it makes spells and and explosions look so good in those like pixelated environments as well. Huh. I don't know. I, I yes, I I think it looks great. Interesting. I I, I played. A bit of Octopath Traveler, which I think we've like tried to talk about maybe before a little bit. Um, I still want to play Triangle Strategy, mm. and so I don't have too much firsthand experience with HD 2D. Mm. So this was kind of my first, but uh, yeah, Live Alive. Like I said, it's it isn't a JRPG; it's a remake of a Japan-only game. Um, and they after, let's see if I can find it real quick. Ninety-four was when it originally re- released. So just short of 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's advertised as seven chapters, seven characters, each with their own storyline written by different people. And so, you know, it's 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 supposed to be a storytelling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of the neat, I, I hate to use the word gimmick um, to it, but it... it you used the word deconstruction when we were discussing before mm. um, we started recording. It is a bit of a deconstruction of the JRPG genre as a whole. That's that is like the conceit going into it. I uh-huh. think I want to I want to follow up and I want to kind of start off by like asking where 
where you were when you went into it. Like, mm-hmm. what did you know about it going into it and expecting? Yeah. But what I remember, because I, as we were also discussing pre-recording, um, there there are a number of the 16-bit era, Super NES era, is famous for having a lot of turn-based RPGs, a mm-hmm. lot of quality turn-based RPGs. That's like kind of where them, that game genre as a storytelling format, especially really kind of came to fruition. Blossomed, yeah. Yeah, with all the Final Fantasies, the mm-hmm. Dragon Quests that we never got in the U.S. Absolutely. Um, which, to my point, is that there's a lot of conversation about those games that Japan only got, the mm-hmm. Dragon Quest games, a couple Final Fantasies, Terra Nigma, mm-hmm. I think might be next on like this HD 2D remake right. uh, trajectory. Um, but there's a lot of those, and, I, and it's interesting having witnessed Live Alive that I feel like I don't see it mentioned as much as I would expect. Sure. Because with that upfront conceit, that it, the, the concept of the game that it pre- presents itself with is already like I'm listening. Uh-huh. I'm in. I like I feel like everybody should play it. Uh-huh. You know, any self-respecting gamer, especially if they like RPGs, should probably play this game. Yes. Um because the concept itself is so unique, but also to know that it 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 brings it to fruition so so well. And and even in the original version. Mm-hmm. Like not even just this like well-produced remake, but the original version. Yeah, it, it was it, it was a stand-up game. Yeah. Revolutionary, uh-huh. arguably. Yes. Um, I'm getting ahead of us. Uh-huh. When you because you are ostensibly also my intro to this game. Uh-huh. Where did where were you, where were you what did you expect going in? What did you know? I'm I remember perfect- watching sorry, I remember watching the Nintendo Direct when it was announced. Uh-huh. That's about all I knew. That is all I knew as well. Again, uh, so I didn't like Octopath mm-hmm. so much because it's traditional RPG, like turn-based RPG, like um, like m- most any Final Fantasy. Um, and so I I very much like tactical RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Pokemon Conquest, and right. um, like I said, I like Final Fire Fantasy Emblem. Tactics, Fire Emblem. Yes, um, that adds just a, a another dynamic to the gameplay that really clicks with me, and. The gameplay for Live Alive during the direct showed um, tactical, like grid-based tactical RPG, and that's what sold you. <laughs> well, it was the story mm-hmm. combined with the the graphic style combined with it wasn't Octopath like standard turn-based. It was tactical RPG, tactical RPG combat that you enjoy, mm-hmm. the HD two D art style that you have observed and, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think what's important to note about the story. I know we kind of sifted through the different. Genres, the 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 timelines, the prehistory, yeah. Imperial Japan or Imperial China, feudal Japan. There's seven different chapters, seven different stories that take place, mm-hmm. but you choose them in any order. Yes, that's what's important yes. to know. You can they are and while There's, as you are playing them, they are wholly unrelated. What is great about them is they they do come together in the kind of uh, grand finale sort of way that you would hope. Mm. you know uh, an all-encompassing story would do yeah, yeah. And, and we'll touch on we'll get, we'll get closer to that like I, to me it was it was when you were playing it and you told me that they all converged eventually mm-hmm. was interesting to me because I, I think that's a spoiler <laughs> I think well but but it's okay I think but what, they mention it in the direct okay I uh, do that's... I'm pretty sure um, they they talk about the intertwined destiny of these heroes, and you know, okay. will they come together to defeat a great evil or something like that? I really don't think 
I, I don't remember that myself. Okay. What I, in fact, what I was like fixing to say, to mm-hmm. like gearing up to say, was that like the concept that it is just a live alive is an all encompassing RPG that just like has seven high quality short stories in it. Uh-huh. Short form RPGs is enough to sell me on it. Yeah. And they all share a similar battle system, but approach it differently because of the different settings. Same. But the fact that they all converge is like, oh, so this is a whole. It's so, story. Yeah, that's so interesting. I can't remember where I, where I started. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm I'm in too deep at this point, and like <laughs> something about the direct really sold me. Sure. And maybe it was just because I'm a sucker for anthology style sure. storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Even if they never Episodic. converged, I would have, uh, you know, appreciated it and, and would have been interested. Same for me. Like that's that concept itself is a, enough to sell me. It's just storytelling wise. Yeah. Because it's worth noting as well, uh, just for the layman, like these other 16-bit RPGs that we're talking about, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, mm-hmm. Terranigma, whatever, uh, Chrono Trigger, well, mm-hmm. that, that might not be. Uh, they're all conventional, linear stories. Yes. Linear, like, hero's journey, start a beginning, trials. Exactly. Ending. And this one is decidedly non-linear by nature because mm-hmm. it's telling seven different stories across history in whatever order the player chooses you yes. can you can start with the distant future story mm-hmm. and then play the wild west and then play the present day and then play the prehistory one you and can they're play all them. just as relevant yeah they at any point they don't tell a linear story um together but once you finish them all mm-hmm. and unlock an eighth story it's where the pieces start falling into place yes. which is really cool yes and so each of these uh Chapters, episodes, um, they, I would, they average out about five hours. I'd say um, each, yeah, maybe even closer to three or four, probably, because um, my my total play time is some is at forty hours. My switch says wow, and so you know, That's clean. I, and I, I did everything. I, you know what I mean. I, not everything, everything. Um, I completed all the different endings to uh, the main overarching story each chapter each timeline you, there are like secret bosses you can find and a couple of them have different endings and, and um, they really are like each their own self-contained mini game absolutely kind of. they all play mildly differently um, so for example the distant future you're playing as this tiny little robot with that's trying to discover human emotions and there's zero combat um, in his storyline in his timeline um and it feels so appropriate it's very story based very uh text heavy and you know but i mean that's part of it you're exploring and reading things and i've played games like that Mm -hmm. and then you go to the distant or i'm sorry the uh the near future that's the mech one right it's the mech one yes (laughs) and it employs kind of like an overworld style um map where you have a smaller sprite running around like dragon quest you know what i mean mm. running around a city or something like that and so like you you do have a map to work with which none of the other timelines mm. are quite big enough yeah the world to, is so big in that one that you it, it requires a map yes and it makes you use it and you end up getting in a mech like you said and and big that- mech fight is that what leads to the combat in the combat system in that one or is there out of mech combat there is out of mech combat as well in that um, one 
In 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 yes. There's combat in all of the other timelines minus the distant future with the robot, mm-hmm. just to varying degrees. Um, I think I feel like that's. I mean, you can go story by story if you want and explain the the mechanics and the story, like sure. the plot details. Like, I'd well, go for it if you want. But but I would think the ultimate through line I want to get to for the moment is they all all use the tactical RPG combat system that you use. Yes. But in different ways, what's the difference there? What's some variety? You know, in principle, the combat does not change a whole lot uh, across different chapters. Because once you've... So I did prehistory first, which also was felt like an interesting choice because you are playing as cavemen, mm-hmm. and it has kind of this like comedic... Uh, light-hearted storyline to it, especially compared to some of the other stories um, mm. where he is, like, discovering fire and, like, <laughs> finds a, a female human and he gets big hard eyes and you know what I mean? And so he, like, has to chase off uh, the the monsters trying to get her, essentially. Mm. You know, and, and so it's... But they don't talk. That Yeah, that There's one's... no text. Only There's, combat. Yes. And... Lots of facial expressions and the the cavemen going, oh, and, you know, stuff like that. But you are putting the story together yourself because nobody says anything. They can't speak. Mm. And it was, yes, so combat was kind of the focus there. And I really got a grasp for how their grid, how their tactical RPG worked. It's not nearly what you would expect from the comparisons I was giving. Like, it's not a Fire emblem size map. You know what I mean? In general, it's a 10 by 10 grid or something like that, and all the enemies just kind of fill in there. Um, there's no obstacles. There's no height. Terrain. Yeah, the terrain, exactly. Mm-hmm. It feels like chess, almost, more so. Yeah, with the little that I've watched you play that like there every attack has a different attack pattern on the grid and so spacing is still really important yes if only just for the attack patterns again no terrain or Mm -hmm. not even a ton of status ailments it looks like there's a yeah there's a few but um but you're right Mm -hmm. yeah you you, some of your attacks you might only be able to attack in a in a uh, A north east south north north (laughs) East, south, west, uh, you know, one by, you know, one grid each mm. way. But some, like the the Lone Ranger, the, the Wild Wild West, he has guns, you know what yeah, I mean? And he, so all his attacks, like, go in a straight line, even diagonally sometimes, mm. um, and would just follow the grid all the way to termination. And so it's, it, it feels really good unlocking new attacks for your characters, mm. and it also feels good learning the boss patterns, because you can kind of learn what attacks they're going to use and 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 move into spacing that won't be struck by an attack, you know? Now, you say these characters get new abilities, they level up within their own stories, right? Like, in a sort of traditional RPG way? They Yes. It, every, again, everyone except for the robot mm, will... Who doesn't have combat. Who, yes. Will end up leveling up somewhat throughout their their story, unlocking these crazy new attacks each chapter really does feel like its own game just the the level of detail they put into the stories the the characters the mod, the present day storyline mm-hmm. um you are a world champion uh fighter like it you aren't into any specific discipline but you learn the attacks of 
those that you defeat. Mm. And so it's, like, it's MMA. Yes, I don't think they call it, like they don't quite right. call it that. I don't know. It's interesting. It's the um, anime version. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know. Um, and so this it's one of the shorter chapters, but similar to the Street Fighter like character select screen, like eight bad guys pop up. You pick one. You'll fight them in a battle, and you'll as they use their attacks, you learn their attacks and. Huh. They're all from, like, different countries, and so, like, you learn, like, a German suplex, and then, like, American Grand Slam, and, like, all... That's just two very lame examples of one character's abilities that they learn, Mm. but each character just has these beautifully named and thought-out attacks that are very relevant to their story. And to the point about the combat, I assume that that character, the... MMA fighter character, mm-hmm. all of his attacks, you need to keep in mind positioning, but like they're all close quarters. They're all oh, just yes. a, a, rec- a square around him. Mm-hmm. Right? Interesting. And and yet that still feels it still feels good? As opposed to like the range attacks and like the more complicated spacing to it? What's what's the gimmick there? It does. I mean, the gimmick for that chapter is you need to learn your opponent's moves. And, and really, that does rely on the positioning. You know what I mean? That's like you cool. have to get in close, and you attack in a certain order based on your speed and things like that. So, like, based on your your speed and when your next move is, do you need to move out of the way or find a different spot or attack? I forget. Does it do, do Maybe it's unique to a particular story. Does it ever broadcast the enemy's move before they make it? I feel like that's a common... A real, at least... These days, for tactical RPGs, that's mm-hmm. kind of a common thing in the yeah. mechanics of, of, of battle systems. Some stronger moves do have, like, a charge-up period. Mm. And so, like, for... They'll tell you what space is in danger for the next n- turn? or No, actually. Like, it uh, won't tell you what move they're going to use, but you can usually kind of guess, like, oh, the fact that they're charging is going to be either this move or this move. And you can kind of... Uh, adjust position. Appropriately, exactly. Mm-hmm. Given how story-driven the game truly is, it is not an uber-hard game. Um, Most of the chapters are fairly straightforward. The rate at which you level up is uh, pretty quick, I would say, you know, compared to... um, You have to fit a lot of progress in in such a short amount of time. Exactly. To um, give you the scale that you want for each chapter, the power scaling. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know. By the end, you feel crazy powerful with, with each character, which is really fun. Mm. Um, shoot, I did lose my train of thought a little bit. But, Sorry. Yeah. So, MMA Fighter uses the close range square, Gunslinger's got long shots, mm-hmm. prehistoric, I guess, close range, yeah, probably as bu- well. It's interesting. The only chapter that has any sort of crafting is uh, the prehistory. Crafting. You find, like, bones and twigs. And, and you make them into weapons? And, yeah, different weapons and stuff. That's oh, cool. Oh, I think that's where I was going. It's just like each story is kind of compressed and like a lot happens in a short amount of time, but they there's weapon sets for each character. Each there's I mean, you form a party for a lot of these. So I mean, like there's multiple characters that require equipment per chapter. Mm, their know? own their own unique equipment. Exactly. And it's again, it's not overly complicated um Oh, and I think the difficulty is kind of what I was touching on. Like, mm. um, it's not like there's a button you can press. It says uh, suggested armor, suggested equipment. Okay. You know, and I mean, I tended to do that. 
because I, uh, you know, I was trying to kind of, I was there for the story a little bit more. And so that's what I was getting at when I lost my train of thought. It's just the difficulty is not absurd so that you can get through it and experience each chapter the way they want. You know what I mean? I died a handful of times on a handful of bosses. You want that. Yeah. And and that felt right and it felt good. Um, but by the same token, just it's not an overly difficult game. And I don't think we've said this yet. Is just, I mean, it's half art piece, half game. It is absolutely a game and there is gameplay to be had. <laughs> um, but like a lot of it is for the experience and like what they are bringing you through rather than what you're actually doing. Hmm. Yeah. Does that, does that make any sense? I am totally with you, I think. Um, because I feel the same way about Undertale. Yes. I know. Yes. There's a, like, there's a vein there. Yeah, totally. I, I think Undertale, which we have covered on the show mm-hmm. in the relative recent past, mm-hmm. uh, considering our episode output. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's become one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, even though I'm so late to the party about that, but it it is important because it bucks, it it wields and then tosses so many genre conventions for turn-based mm-hmm. RPGs and yeah. and video game storytelling. And it sounds like Live Alive did that, and also kind of some of the same exact things, just like two decades earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really interesting because I also, with, with those, um, with the leveling up and the RPG mechanics that it does do, that and you and you say like the the level progression is is snappy mm-hmm. and makes sense within the confines of each story. Yeah. How much do you think? Can you tell or do you know how much of that was like balanced for this remake? Do you think they got it? They probably got it pretty close on the first go around, or do you think they like tweaked a lot of the? That's interesting. The stat progression and stuff for the new version. I could believe that the original, in classic like JRPG fashion, mm-hmm. there was some pretty heavy grinding involved. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just, I, 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 I can feel it. Because I mean, like there were points, especially as I was trying to get like a true ending to the game. Um, I mean, I, I spent probably two hours grinding, which in JRPG context, is no time at all. Like, you know, Dragon Quest, like something like Final Fantasy like that. Mm -hmm. But in this game, the fact that I had to grind it all, you know what I mean, implied that... makes me think that maybe the original didn't Mm -hmm. have it down quite so pat. Sure. And that's... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and that's the kind of thing you want from, like, a a remake or a re-release like this. Mm -hmm. Which will... Put a pin in that for the next game we're talking about yeah. for me, real quick. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I it didn't, and it doesn't feel too streamlined either. Mm, you know, yeah. it's it's it, not railroaded. No, not which, by any means. But I I would forgive it for being railroaded for this kind of game too, because you were so, because especially I don't know a, a player like you that is playing it for the narrative for the story reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's, and again, that's Undertale for me too, is like, I want so many people to play it because I think the story is so affecting, uh-huh. but there is still some game in there that you got to like get through yeah. to oh, get yeah. to it. You got to, sure. you have to like be able to play games still. Well, so uh, let's, from here, mm-hmm. I think uh, I might need to do a little bit of a spoiler warning. Um, I don't think anything I'll say will make the game 
not worth playing. In fact, it might like tempt you more. But I do. I think I want to go into just the the finale of the game and how it all kind of culminates and stuff mm. because that that is just a huge part of like the package, you know. Um, and so anything you want to qualify or condition before we get to that point, like you recommend it, play it, right? Yes, yes. Um, if if you can take on, if you have never played an RPG or a JRPG before, if you can take it on as, like, this is almost a sampler platter of what JRPGs can feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, each chapter will feel a little different, and there's a game that plays exactly like that, you know, somewhere. Sure. Um, you'll love it. And then, even if you have JRPG experience, um, you'll also love it as an art piece, as... A deconstruction of the genre. Exactly. Um, and... There's more to it that you will enjoy that, if you're dropping off now, the spoiler... You, we'll discuss now in the spoiler section. It's also, before we go into spoiler, it's just a... And something that we haven't really touched on yet. It's just a beautiful remake touch-up job. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a touch-up is reductive. Like yes. In a, in a world where... In a gaming landscape where we're getting many remasters, remakes re-releases ports and like the the terminology of of those things said mm-hmm. phenomena are is like always up for debate yeah this is a really 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 high production value well-constructed well-made remake with love with so much love mm-hmm. uh this this is a this is a quality made video game that live has a been love. like live a love a love <laughs> um that has been remade with passion and that's that if nothing else is should be celebrated because it's, yeah. I feel like it's really rare mm-hmm. that Absolutely. it's your one could be ultimately satisfied with a package like this. Connor, our music nerd, Ugh. hasn't even played it and he's like just playing banging the soundtrack like it's on his own. So time. good, and I and I, I did a little research and they, uh, I, I, we'll do this before we launch into the all the finale talk and stuff. Uh-huh. And super spoilery, but the. The music is beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. It's a Square RPG. That's probably a prerequisite. Uh, but the original composer, they brought her back for the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've talked about before with Donkey I just recently listened to our Donkey Kong Country episode. Oh, yeah? Very recently, which nice. was a nice refresher for all the Super Nintendo hardware capabilities for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super Nintendo sound chip, pretty well, highly advanced for the time. Sounds really good. But they lost all of the MIDI files, all of the music files for the original game. So That's it had so to crazy. be it had to be remade, re-recorded, recomposed, essentially mm-hmm. rearranged from scratch. They brought the original composer back, and even that is so impressive. Yes, and it, because it sounds so good mm-hmm. using the original as just like, like a reference track. They had to do yeah, you know? and 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 it sounds really beautiful. Well, I hadn't heard I had not heard any of the tracks before mm. you know but me neither but now that I've played them and I recognize them they're so searchable it's you know what I mean I've clearly been missing out right it's I'm, it's it's On not a whole like, like subsect of JRPG music uh-huh video game music yeah it's really great and it's and again a note on like just the other the state of remakes and ports and stuff I'm often very disappointed with how music is handled and rearranged mm-hmm. uh, with remakes and stuff like this. Like I mentioned, Omega Ruby and o- Omega Sapphire. Any yeah. any of the Pokemon remakes. I don't know, man. Music doesn't do it. Yeah, but this is really good. Anyway, a lot of good chiptune stuff. But like, Twilight of Edo Japan has like 
you know, stere- almost stereotypical Japanese music, you sure. know, and and uh, like each each timeline feels very appropriate. Like they they chose instruments from either that part of the world or that time mm-hmm. period, and. Uh, kind of arranged it as such like the the prehistory is very tropical and like yeah. you know fun upbeat wild and, west got twanging guitars and stuff oh yeah but they and, but of... they could yeah and and they did that on the super nintendo the super famicom too mm-hmm. which is already impressive yes that they had such a they made such a wide variety cornucopia palette of sounds mm-hmm. but to so faithfully and so uh, effectively reconstruct it uh-huh so successfully is from awesome. nothing, like yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into the ending stuff because yes. I let's and then we can lavish it some more. Yep. So spoiler territory starting now. Um, we'll have timestamps in the bio, I suppose, for our, the next game that we have on yes. the lineup. Um, but so there are seven timelines chapters presented initially, with yes, a secret eighth. Once you uh, complete those seven. Um, and that eighth chapter is the Middle Ages. Um, the, each character, you can rename them, but they have a standard name. His name is Orsted. Um, and so uh, you, you choose that chapter and you play it, and you learn a little something about the bad guys from all of the timelines that you have played through. You might have noticed that the final boss for each timeline has some sort of wordplay relating to Odeo. Um, How so? So... Like examples. One of them is uh, actually just a giant bird robot thing, and it's called Odeo. In, in, um, the, mech, in the mech. In the mech one. Near future Japan. But it's really one. interesting. All the bird, like there's little birds flying around, and their tweet is, Odeo, Odeo, Odeo. And so, I don't know, that that was the first time it kind of like clicked to me. Um, Odeo Bright is in the present day Street Fighter, um, the final boss, his name is Odie Obright. And um, I don't know why. I thought that was a very clever one. Um, let's see. So there's Odo, Odie Wan Lee, Odeu, O dot Dio, Odie Obright, Odeo, OD10. Um, which OD10 is, is yeah. distant future, like a, yeah. Um, you kind of start putting that together. At the end of Orsted's chapter, his chapter is quite tragic. His best friend betrays him. His The princess he was there to save thinks that he killed his best friend and the king. The whole... Basically, he is so overcome by... Uh, despair. Despair and, and horror, hatred. He becomes the Dark Lord Odio. Doesn't his girlfriend, doesn't the princess, like, kill herself, She too? kills herself over the body of his best friend <laughs> because she's so Destroyed. aghast by... Yes. Um, it's a crazy chapter. Mm. And once he accepts Lord of Darkness Odio into his soul, the chapter ends. That's chapter eight. Thus opening up chapter nine, which is almost like a whole new menu of... Uh, the character chapters select, to play. The character select screen looks different after uh-huh. you beat chapter eight. Yes. Why? How? Because there is what is it called? The domain of hatred, domain of hate. But um, yes. So the, the whole chapter is called like the domain of hate or something to to that degree. And from there, you can pick any of the characters again, including Orsted. 
the the Dark Lord. Mm. He his character select screen looks a little different than the others. He's like tinged in red, and like the platform he's on is red, and so you don't really know what that means. Instead so, of blue. Instead of blue, or white maybe, but whatever. Um. So, from there, you pick a hero, not Orsted. I uh, but I chose the robot, and um. As it turns out, in this final chapter, he finally gets to fight. He's got some badass attacks that like mm. really pull his weight, and you wouldn't have known it based on his chapter, so I was glad I picked him. Um, where does it... When you pick him, though, where, what are you, where are you? Yes. So... You're not in his timeline. No. No matter what character you pick there, as long as it's not Orsted, you will appear somewhere in the Middle Ages timeline and in that map. Each character kind of has its own starting area for the final chapter. But regardless, you are ending up in Orsted's timeline. You you will be in the Middle Ages, either in the castle or out in the woods. As the or, robot or as the caveman or as the you gunslinger. Have, you have been summoned from your timeline for some reason. Mm. And they're very confused. Just waking up. Yes. In, and also, <clears throat> in terms of progression, they're waking up. After the end of their chapter, they yes. are at the whatever whatever status you leveled them to, uh-huh. whatever level they are, whatever techniques they have, which is bizarre, which is cool. Yes, crazy it's like cool. they've completed their story, and then at the end of it, they are summoned to this Middle Ages timeline. Whether they're coming back in time or forward in time, uh-huh. they're all being collected here for something. Yes, and so you start wandering around. The Middle Ages looks much different than it previously did when you were playing Orsted's chapter. It looks decrepit and destroyed, and there are different monsters running around. Um, I've never quite confirmed, but I'm pretty sure they are just various enemies and, like, demonified versions of, like, enemies from the various timelines. Yeah, they're all converging. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so... You have to take a little time, and you wander around, and eventually you will start coming across the other heroes from the other timelines, Mm -hmm. um, scattered throughout the Middle Ages, uh, and you can recruit them to your party. What is, quick side note, what is so important to me, and the music nerdness about me, is that the battle theme for this final area is the main theme that plays when you boot up the game. It's like the title, the intro, the title screen theme. Mm-hmm. That is theming, baby. That it, is bookending. That is what that. They do it all so so right. Chef's kiss. It's so good. I love that stuff. Yes. So um, you can you can recruit whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Building uh, building your party of seven of of the seven heroes. Time traveling heroes. Yes. Yeah. And you can only find four, mm. uh, or you can only recruit four. They're all somewhere right. in in game in in the combat. The combat is built around a party of four, Correct. but you can have you want to find all seven. Yes, you want to interact with all seven, make sure they're okay, like see what they think is going on, etc. From there, you will go to the the demon's keep with your party, and you fight Orsted. He has essentially tampered with all of your timelines, and that was who you were fighting. At the end of each of those chapters, um, he has summoned you for some reason. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I, I don't know if it, it was because you defeated him and, you know, mm. he, he, he needed to finally finish off, you know, the, the heroes who bested him. Um, I mean, it sounds but like... he's expecting you. Yeah, it sounds like he's trying to teach you a lesson, too. Yeah. Because, like, in that final confrontation, when you bring your heroes up 
and confront Orsed or Odio as uh-huh. he is now, right? Yes, yeah. Um, he is now the little demon lord Odio. Mm-hmm. Um, he is like he. It's really cool. It's another really cool narrative thing where he. There's a long conversation between um, your party and him where he points to each of the party members that you have and is like, "This is what you failed to do on your in your story." Like he's, yes, he's reading them for, for filth. He's like, "You were mm-hmm. like for the." MMA fighter, he was like, you were only after glory fame. and fame and fortune, and that's selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caveman was only after it to get the girl. Yep. You know? He's like, y'all are mortals and idiots. And the robot, like, you'll never be a human. You, yeah. you were just trying to be something you'll never be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good, still really, really good theming. Mm-hmm. And something part of this, the, this is a remake, HD2D, graphics are beautiful, reorchestrated re- music, voice acting. Voice acting. <sighs> Is big, yeah. They, and they're and it's great. It it's really, just fine. Some of the best least. voice acting I've heard, and I think we talked about this. If they were three D models with like moving mouths, mm. it would probably have like a little more cringe factor to it. Just it's like the sus- suspension of disbelief. Yes, that, that, and, for yeah. to put it in theatrical terms, yes. it's the less you see directly, the more your imagination fills in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Yeah, I think it's better. I like that there's voice acting. It is. It is well acted for what it is, but mm-hmm. if it were any more, if it tried any harder to like be believable, yeah, in presentation, it might not work. Right, I'm with you. But, but you, you, I'm glad you mentioned that though, yeah. because it, it's a great that. touch. And and again, reorg- just just the level of production value on this remake is very astounding. Yes. Um, but Odio is talking to all your heroes, uh, shit talking them. That's for, right. For lack of a better term. <laughs> um, and then what? Well, he opened... I mean, you fight Orsted, right? Final and boss. The final boss. And the first... Uh, admittedly, the first time I went through, I had not interacted with all the heroes. And I died a handful of times. Like, it's a hard boss fight. It actually mm-hmm. is. Um, and it's and it's kind of typical JRPG, multi-phase... Yes. Eldritch horror, monster, boss fight, uh, end of the world, fighting god. Yeah, damage sponge kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, there's some actual, like, yes, tactical JRPG planning to go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the first time I beat him, and uh, that was great, and it was fun, and it was a good ending. Like, they... So Can you... I don't think you can beat him if you don't have all seven heroes. I think you can. You think that's possible? No way you did that. When you inevitably lose to him because you don't mm-hmm. have all your heroes available. Yes. The world, and, and it rolls the credits. Right. Do you he uses an Armageddon attack and, like, it... Do you want to get back into that point? Yeah. So, okay, yes, you're right. I did lose several times. <laughs> many, and, uh, many, we, <laughs> we all... <laughs> go for it. Do it. And then, I, and then I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Um, and so when you lose, he uses an attack called Armageddon, and a huge explosion forms, and you see each timeline blowing up with this like huge explosion, and the credits do roll. Yes. And Brayden thought he was ready to talk about this game. He thought the game was over. For that final chapter... I was happy with the ending. How? <laughs> I just... When you're collecting all your heroes, if you don't collect all the heroes in the new demonic Middle Ages time period, which you can do, you can get a few of them or none of them and just head straight for Odio and when you fight Odio and inevitably lose because you do not have your whole party uh, the your party loses, you get a game over he ends the world and every timeline it shows him blowing up 
casting Apocalypse on every timeline. Mm-hmm. And yes. it rolls the credits and boots you back to the title screen. And Braden was like, well, I guess that's, I guess the game's over. I guess that's it. <laughs> Time to talk about it. I don't know. So, interesting. I'm, I might have gone straight for the true ending from, from there or yeah. something. I, I, because, yes, I went and recruited all seven characters. I went back to Orsted. That was the point which I had to grind. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I did have to... I, I had to grind to beat him, but I did it. And you have the option to kill Orsted once you beat him. Like, he, he, he's defeated. It's a cut scene. He's like... Um, Has he learned his lesson? Is he sorrowful? Is he regretful? Is he, he like, is down? shameful that he has been defeated. Mm. Um, shamed, perhaps. So you have the choice to kill him. You can either do it, and I believe the credits roll there. And I think, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where all the splits come into place. I really don't. But if you say no, you will walk out of the room, and he gets re-pissed again. And that's when the true secret ending boss comes out. The sins of Odio. And that's the, the grand finale final super boss where... But like the, the true ending? The good yes, ending kind of Yes, you have to one? refuse to kill Orsted okay. at, during the cutscene. Um, and try and leave. And he will reinitiate a fight. And... Is that what was that what was happening when you were walking away? That was a different secret. That was a different okay. different secret okay. boss. <laughs> then forget that. Oh. There is another non-canon, non-true ending secret boss to be fought. Yes, worth noting. Yes. But go on uh, if you spare him. And from there, so you go into another big boss fight with only your four characters, mm-hmm. which at, I believe it is inevitable. You have to you have to deal a certain amount of damage on him. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I believe he used the uses an attack that incapacitates your characters and the other three heroes come in you Mm. get to use them for a handful of turns which is really fun and from there the the it all kind of just snowballs downhill and you 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 end up winning in the story that's the true ending it's sure fantastic and uh orsted does i don't know if he asks for forgiveness but it acknowledges is he redeemed he is absolved. You know what I mean? Mm. I think, like, redeemed. I don't know if he's going to heaven, but... Um, <laughs> he's had a hard but, life. But he is forgiven on earth. <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. As above, so below. Yes. Um, oh, sounds so lame. Like, I can't, I can't do it justice to just the weight that it truly feels when you're playing it. Like, mm. between all the characterization, all the music... The, the build-up that you've been looking for. Yeah. All these characters coming together. You know, mm-hmm. intertwining these stories. You spend a lot of time with each of them. Yes. And some of them probably feel like old friends because, like, the the one you started with first was, like, 35 hours ago. I hadn't seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. And some of your characters may vary. Some of the storylines, you know, you, you maybe only one character will survive and, like, that's going to be who you use in the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't know. It's just it's crazy how they weave all these stories together and really bring it all home. Um, then the final <laughs> way you can play this game is if you rewind a little bit and we were back to the character select screen. We said Orsted looks a little bit different. He's got the red pillar. If you play as Orsted, you are experiencing this final chapter from his perspective, his descent into madness and darkness. You see Odio, not Orsted, Odio, spreading out through the timelines, 
and from there you get to fight the heroes as the final boss of each of their chapters using the attacks that they used against you originally and it was one of the coolest gaming experiences i've had in a long time how did we miss this game i don't know we're so fortunate it feels you would have never played so many this. games feel derivative from it Ex- you know totally. like it just so many games like we without giving credit where it's due yeah you know? <laughs> We you we we would have never played this probably ever no if not for this remake yes so between all the different endings um, <laughs> so cool it's such a such a good framing and then, device and then the the final I move love that stuff you you once you've beaten all the heroes in their own timelines you you go back to Odio in his castle and you use the Armageddon attack yourself mm. and blow up all the time and then the cutscenes run and stuff and it shows like. I'm I'm pretty sure that's when it showed like the original developer credits. It kind of felt like that mm. was um, the truest ending of all. You know what I mean? Like the the gr- grand finale ending. Man, I could it's, be wrong. No, no. I'm just saying like Undertale again. Mm-hmm. Like the genocide and like the the pacifist ending is like the true ending. But yeah. the Genocide ending is like the the one you have to you should do after that one. Even mm, yes, yes. Uh, and it's like more meta and you know. Mm-hmm more of a finale in a way i i know what you mean and so huh. shit's crazy it's, it's awesome it rules it is a fun game for someone willing to that that it sounds engaging to you know what i mean i do think like mm-hmm. yeah if, if, if this if, if this conversation has put you off like yeah if like if there's if there is any nugget of this with like to to latch on to like mm-hmm. by yeah. all means follow it through and give this game a try i would say it is it is high art <laughs> to a degree it is uh it is it is it is it high is, art considering the medium and yes the I, was, I was gonna say the game it, it is gaming yeah it is it is a uh an exemplary gaming experience yes that really it it is more than it presents you know it it mm. it uh Yes, you could just play those seven chapters and play five little four-hour RPG experiences, yeah. and which is good enough content leave, again yeah. to sell me on, and leave it there. But then they they tie yeah. it all up, and it's amazing. <laughs> and 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 again, like the love they put into a remake about it. You know what I mean? Like just so, ask me the question. If if you think we're like wrapping up on on the conversation, well, if, if you're ready to wrap, wrap up, I I mean I feel like we could keep going, but I feel like my words are falling a little flat on it, and so I'm like I'm getting a little self con like I'm not being able to what give it you... the color in life that like I want I, I, to. I think we've done a pretty I think we've done a decent job. Okay, we talked talked a lot about it. What a uh, what else do you feel like you want to say? Is this one of your Ask... favorite games? It... I'll ask you the other the the yeah. right question, but for you. It is one of the best games I've ever played. <laughs> Say it, yeah. Say it again. It is, it's one of the best games I've ever played, but like, it's not one of the most fun games I've ever played. It doesn't have to be. And, and so... Uh, <laughs> Video games don't have to be and fun. And again... <laughs> right? What, Come on. What are they for? Because it was more beautiful than it was fun at times. You know what I mean? Mm. It felt more experiential than fun. Enriching. Yes. And so, enriching experience. if you're looking for Mario Boing Boing coins, um, <laughs> like this is definitely not the one. Definitely for not you. on my Nintendo podcast. No, never. But if if you're willing to, just so something the, a little more rich, you know. So the some, question: 
Do you recommend this game? Yes, there we go. That's I sure do. To, Absolutely. And to whom? Certainly anyone who's played a JRPG. To all of you, those out there. <laughs> um, JRPG veterans. We salute you. It's for you. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, purely just as a dissection of the genre and a great a, a culmination of, of many different ideas. Uh, it's, it's the, it is the fun factor. You know what I mean? Like, there were times where I was like, it's a good thing I'm into the story because, like, this is not inherently fun right now. And so, like, you know, I just really, I absolutely, I 100% recommend it to anyone who's probably listening to this podcast. You know what I mean? If you've made it this far into a conversation about this obscure JRPG game, it's for you. Um, You know what I mean? If you're a gaming enthusiast listening to a podcast about video games, odds are you could get something out of this video game. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of, like, my wife. Who <laughs> plays Fortnite and uh, Fall Guys and is like great at both, but you know what I mean? Like, she's never played a JRPG. Yeah, I would not. Sure, sure. <laughs> I would not. This is not essential ask, viewing. Yes, but if you've played any Final Fantasy, if you've played some Dragon Quest, if you've played Pokemon, I was oh, yeah. Well, no. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, the storytelling with Pokemon, like, it doesn't feel quite as relevant. But that's the thing, is, like, if you understand Pokemon, play this game, Live Alive, uh-huh. for a, to play a game that plays like Pokemon but has a story worth telling. That's true. That's very, it's actually true. You know? I just, I, I think I'm asking you to be brave is, is the reason I'm uh, a little hesitant on who to recommend it to. Because, I mean, anyone who has interest in an RPG or a JRPG or a beautiful story will enjoy it. It's just um, such a. It's also just such a unique, almost foreign concept, like mm-hmm. the concept of the game itself, that it requires a little bit of trust. Yes. Even if you like JRPGs, it's like it's not a linear fantasy story. Like it. Like you said, it's about it's a, a, it's a wild class. west JRPG. It's about a prehistoric caveman. Like I don't even mm-hmm. know if that requires you. Get you kind of just have to like trust me. Yeah. Just yeah. Trust yeah, me. yeah. It's good. It's a worthwhile experience. Yes. Right. Brand new at GameStop. It is forty nine ninety nine. Okay. And so. Uh, I guess they're, they're kind and gave you a little remake discount there. You know what I mean? Which it, is... It which, could be a 60... Like, don't uh, get me yeah. wrong. It, I agree. It's worth $60. Well, there's a big conversation right now. I mean, like Skyrim... Have you seen the Skyrim Anniversary Edition Mm-mm. thing? I don't think so. So Skyrim Anniversary Edition, as of this recording, just launched on the Nintendo Switch last week. Last week. Skyrim. Uh-huh. Anniversary <laughs> Edition. Ten nice. years later. Yeah. And it's $70. On the eShop, seventy it's, for a digital download. For a digital download, Skyrim Anniversary Edition. You can also still buy the original Switch Edition for sixty or whatever, fifty maybe sure. it even is. But the Anniversary Edition is seventy dollars for a digital eShop download. That's crazy. And so, you know, a few times a year, it feels like it, the conversation comes up: like, is a remake worth full price? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I already own the game, do I should I? have to buy it again at all right if you own live alive on something i don't know virtual con it did come out on virtual console in japan and such. no way in japan okay cool you know it's yeah. it's got somewhat of a classic status over there mm. uh to a degree enough to be re-released in some capacity yeah but as far as this remake goes and all the like skyrim anniversary edition has already also been out for five years yeah um but this is a brand new, completely from the ground up, fleshed out, high budget, high production value, rebuilt remake 
that I would pay sixty dollars for. Yeah, you know, like I, it, yes, it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And I spent forty hours on it. There are multiple paths you can take in several of the the timelines, and so I mean, like I I'm never the type to really go back and like, especially JRPGs with so many. Mm-hmm different little things to accomplish and try and do for one piece of equipment. You know, I'm, I'm not quite that type, but for example, Twilight of Edo Japan, you uh, play as a shinobi sneaking around and you have the option to go straight to your objective, rescue the prisoner, um, kill, you know, fight whoever you need to in the process. If you... End the chapter. End the chapter. End, yeah. And accomplish your objective. You, you did it. Um, you can kill all 100 shinobi in the castle and you fight a secret boss and do stuff like that there are other party members you can recruit in this chapter um also apparently you can not fight anybody mm-hmm. you which appears very difficult based on my playthrough i yeah i i wouldn't start with that run right. um but, but all I'm, I'm saying is just like there's more hours to be played from this game as well it can still be a completionist's game too, yes. if that's the kind of person you are or if you just end up loving it that much right the way right. it works mm-hmm. uh, I could just play re- replay the final chapter over and over like that's the thing I want to I want to say is that, like I don't I haven't played it I haven't laid hands on this game at all I've watched you play an hour yeah I mean it's my, I know, it's, I know. it's my turn I mean Put it on I'll, the backlog yeah that too but yeah just watching it and knowing about it now and learning about it and seeing it it feels like it's supposed to be one of my favorite games too <laughs> like i feel it feels like it's one of my favorite games uh-huh. already it's a really it will be soon yeah yeah as soon as yeah i played through all the mega man x games <gasps> dun, dun, dun. so our next game for this episode is our nintendo gym as it were I very guess. shiny bright one very Diamond in the rough, this guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. A stone cold classic, right? Not one that I've partaken in, but um, that was at least what we thought going in. What you thought going in, right? That's what I. That's what I thought going in, man. It's this fine. It, no, every, everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Mega Man Tears X in his eyes. Mega Man X sucks. I hate Mega. <laughs> um, Do you hate Mega Man? Yes. Okay. No. No. I don't hate Mega Man, but what Mega Man X has taught me, uh-huh. uh, and this is my thesis, is that I think Mega Man games are just not my cup of tea. Okay. And I, th- and I think that's okay. Okay. I think it's okay for me to dislike Mega Man games. hmm And I think I've tried for a long time. There's a, you know, they're, they're, they're a sum of parts, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mega Video games generally are like we said with live alive music Uh production uh uh writing story mechanics yeah good levels bad levels you know yeah um there are good parts to many Mega Man games uh but i think the moment-to-moment gameplay i just almost can't stand (laughs) uh but let's get into it um Mega Man x was released in december of 1993 Wow. December of 1993 in Japan, and then January the following month in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, Relatively uh, late Super Nintendo lifespan. Um, The Nintendo 64 came out in 96, so midlife, kind of. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The first Mega Man game 
for the new generation, right? That is correct. Um, just worth noting, you know, games like Contra 3, The Alien Wars, uh, had already come out for the Super Nintendo. Gunstar Heroes came out like a few months before Mega Man X. Uh-huh. You know, there were, there, were, um, there were some pretty good run-and-gun games out there yeah. already. My, I don't really. I have I have many jumping off points, and I don't know which one to to pick. What what are, what are what are you thinking? Well, so I just I I mean I do. There were like eight Mega Man games for the NES, right? That is correct. Yes, Mega Man. So Mega Man started on the NES uh-huh. uh, before the Super NES. We had the NES, and yeah, like the mid eighties, um, Mega Man. Yeah, I think it's. I can check real quick, but Mega Man one through five. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, already I mean, come I mean, there's out. There's a bunch. Like Mega Man, like uh, the best co- the best comparison is like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed. Like mm. it really was annual. Yeah, a new Mega Man one, two, three, four, five, and six, almost consecutive years on the NES. So naturally, people in the 80s, early 90s, were getting a little tired of Mega Man. Uh-huh. Not only were those the mainline games, but there were also spin-offs. There were the Game Boy games. Right. Mega Man Soccer is a real-life video game for, oh the, Super, for the Super Nintendo. I didn't know that. And it even came out here. It's yeah. called Mega Man Soccer. Cool. Well, you should um, find that. <laughs> it could be fun. Um, so naturally, Mega Man fever might have been dying down a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, they, and I mean, the structure remained relatively the same throughout those games as well, right? Too similar. Like, like that's the thing, the, a mega a Mega Man game. Yeah, can walk us through how a Mega Man game yeah. feels and plays. The 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 core concept of a Mega Man game is that it's a it's a platformer. It's a jumping game. It's mm-hmm. a jump and shoot game. You jump and you shoot. Blast you're, them. Yeah, you're a little you're the blue bomber. You're Mega Man. You're a little blue robot man, and yeah. he he has a Mega Buster on his hand, and he shoots mm-hmm. forward with it. And the you know. I think Live Alive was really inspired by Mega Man because it takes a similar approach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, every Mega Man game is not strictly linear. Um, mm-hmm. you s- well, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you start... It's a, it's a level select. Uh-huh. Um, right. Every Mega Man game, you start at the beginning with a choice of six to eight different levels to choose in any order mm-hmm. that you want. Um, and they're always themed levels. Like in the first Mega Man, there's like... I don't remember. This is probably wrong. Cut Man, yeah. Metal Man, Flame Man, Ice Man um, are the theme, are the different themed bosses right. that you can choose from, and you choose their level to play. Mm-hmm. And you, the goal is to clear their level, get to them as the boss, defeat them as the boss. And the gimmick of the whole game is that each when you defeat each boss, Ice Man, Flame Man, yeah. Cut Man, yeah. whatever. You get their weapon. Mm-hmm. So Mega Man's Buster is just like a straight point forward shoot, um, little blaster. You can only shoot forward. Little dots come out. Yeah. Um, when you get Cut Man, it's like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. It, it goes in an arc and it travels in a circle. Um, Flame Man, I don't know. It's like a spread shot. Ice Man freezes enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get their weapon, and then you can use that weapon in other levels, mm-hmm. and that leads to a whole sort of type advantage gimmick. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'd never recognize that bit. Really? Yeah. It's very important. Okay. That's that very important to uh-huh. this. The Heat Man, Flame Man, Fire Man weapon is going to be very, very strong against Iceman. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's cool. To the task of defeating any of the robot masters, any of the bosses with, with just the Mega Buster mm-hmm. is so hard. It's very, it may, it's very difficult. Yeah. Like the... 
it comes down to in when you're playing a Mega Man game, like which 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 robot master and associated level is the easiest to beat with the Mega Busters? You right. do first to start the dominoes. Yeah, and then and you kind of yeah you kind of do them in order of like weakness and weakness weakness. Yeah, clear them all out, and then once you defeat all of the robot masters, you collect all of their weapons. Mm-hmm. You kind of have this arsenal going now. Then you go to the final boss stage. Doctor Wily is the the main villain of mm-hmm. the whole series. And the Dr. Wily stages are like usually two to three tougher platforming run and gun challenges that mm-hmm. have no direct theme, and you kind of use all of your weapons. Yeah. Um, in and they also Mega Man was like the first, not only one of the first like video games to have proper boss fights, hmm. credit where it's due, yeah. but also the first video game to have boss rushes. Because the doctor, yeah. yeah, at the end of the that's cool. At the end of the game, the final boss stage would always have a boss rush of all of the robot masters. God. It's cool. It's really it's it's <laughs> Mega Man's really cool. It sounds like why it's hard though. It's why it's hard. It uses a live system. You know, mm-hmm. all, all this is and all this is also important because it applies to Mega Man X as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm describing like Mega Man One right now, but right. every so far, literally everything is the same in Mega Man as well mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I'm getting to it but uh, boss rush you know at some point right before the final boss the final Wily Dr. Wily fight you fight all the robot masters in an order and they're all kind of cakewalk because you have your weapons you have yeah. all the weaknesses and then you beat Dr. Wily and that's the game yeah um, Mega Man X is the exact same thing and that's the problem okay and that's that was my problem with it is because I went into it with, uh, I guess, incorrect expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, Mega Man, you know, first coming out in 1986 or whatever for the NES, gotten stale by Mega Man 5 probably for the NES. Yeah, absolutely. And then by, when the Super Nintendo rolled around and they, people were losing interest in Mega Man, uh-huh. conventional Mega Man game. Right. And so what Mega Man X is, its promise from it being called Mega Man X, you know, like extreme. Yeah, it's... it has a total Mega Man as it was, kind of had a classic '80s anime retro art style to it. Yeah, and this was like sleek and shiny, like cool twenty first yeah. century. Very yeah, like very almost over designed, like uh-huh. complicated robot designs with pipes and tubes and lights okay. and buttons. Every like they made everything look way more extreme. Yeah, you know. It's like the old Final Fantasy art versus like Kingdom Hearts characters. You yeah, know what I mean, I, absolutely. Just like it was clearly a different kind of marketing. They wanted this to be hmm. cool, rad '90s Mega Man. And yeah, next generation. You know, exactly. What I mean? like, yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah. The hardware allowed for that. It allowed mm-hmm. more for uh, more detailed and complicated sprites mm-hmm. and animations and stuff. But yeah, with all this extremeness to it, I was hoping that the game <laughs> would. <laughs> Would have reinvented itself a little bit, uh-huh. a bit more extreme, a bit faster, yeah. um, more satisfying, more running gunny, mm-hmm. a la Gunstar Heroes or Contra 3, mm-hmm. games that are, were already out, maybe Mega Man had learned something. Mm-hmm. Nothing? Like, so close to nothing, I have to mention, now you can dash. Okay, I was going to say, can you double jump yet? Or No. Like, can you, you, can, you can, like, side dash. You can dash, and you can wall jump. Okay, which is cool. Those are I, I I'm I'm not giving those enough credit. I don't think. Had other games done it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm Ninja Gaiden sure. did wall jumping on the NES. <laughs> pretty sure that's been around for a minute. They've been around for a while. I mean, dashing. 
the the problem <sighs> Mega Man Mega Man is it a running gun? Would you call it a running gun? I would have a hard time like technically the pro- maybe in premise like the, the promise of a run and gun video game, run and gun being a genre mm-hmm. is the run, mm-hmm. you know, your speed you run. and speed uh, platforming traversal uh-huh. you know mario runs yes. mario runs and jumps and has momentum and it feels good that's why it's cool right um running guns like contra or gunstar heroes don't necessarily have like intense movement momentum or complex movement mechanics but mm-hmm. they have a lot of options and it feels good to move yeah um and even if it doesn't the levels accommodate mm-hmm. appropriately they're not about platforming all the time yeah because you also have the gun to <laughs> run. Yeah. the shooting feels good contra and gunstar heroes these are just my examples. They're not like the templates or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe. And not that Mega Man needs to be a, a running. I don't know. Uh, they you can point in eight directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. You can point in eight directions, and enemies explode and feel satisfying to beat. The weapons are satisfying to use. Mm-hmm. Presentation is good. It's fast. It's fast. Yeah. It's exciting. It's arcadey. It's responsive. Arcadey. Yeah, I think that's a. And. Mega Man X is so slow and plotting and the platforming is it, it feels just like the original Mega Man it's just slow and methodical it feels more like puzzle platforming sometimes the da- the enemies are just damage sponges uh-huh doesn't feel like there's much impact with no, your weapons it, not at all I don't know I've never thought I don't know why I've just always had this vision of Mega Man games as being like punishing but but not in like a difficult way in like a poorly programmed way or something like the sprites are too like their hitboxes are too fat or like my toe touches something wrong and or he jumps and like I swear I should have made it on that platform but like the sprite misses you know what I mean like I bounce off of it I mean I roll off of like the side of a ledge instead of landing on it I don't know I've just it's always been clunky to me it is it it feels clunky. Fat and, like, clunky. It is clunky. There's no momentum to the jumping. Uh-huh. It's, it's choppy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun. It's just boring. It's, like, the, it's the most rudimentary, boring platforming that could possibly be. Yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing to it. Even, even with wall jumping and even mm-hmm. with dashing, uh, and when you dash, if you, if you dash and jump, it carries your momentum. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you can do, like, long jumps and sometimes in some levels you have to do like a, a dashing wall jump okay. to to get to like a secret area and lock, unlock a secret power-up, Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. There's hidden power-ups in the levels, in these eight themed levels. You know, there's different small abilities and power-ups you can acquire um, that you could otherwise miss. Mm-hmm. Secrets. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Using the m- new mechanics they gave you. Yeah. I don't know. It it feel it all feels yes. And all that to say about the running guns is like it's hard to classify Mega Man as a running gun because it sucks at running and yeah. it suck the gunning sucks too. It's, yeah. It's just not very fun to me. Mhm. But again, that's where my false expectations come in because I was expecting a sleek, fast, satisfying pick up and play immediately like mm-hmm. fulfilling Running gun experience, like a, a flashier Mega Man, a speedier, more satisfying, fun, action-oriented Mega Man game. That the Mega Man X I thought was going to be it. Right. It's just another Mega Man. Yeah. It's just like kind of better Mega Man. I hear of so many different Mega Man 
titles and spinoffs as being like different people's favorites and stuff. Totally. And is X a lot of people's favorites? Yes. You know what I mean? And and do you know why? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it because they are now 40 years old and that's the one they started with? I think so. I think you just like have to have been there. Uh-huh. I think you really... Because even... And the graphics were like a cool enough yeah. change, you and, know. And, and the graphics are like pretty cool. Uh-huh. There's some really cool Super Nintendo Mode Seven and like parallax effects. Mm-hmm. Some of the music is really cool. It's got it's using a lot of like electric guitar samples. Yeah. And it's got some good composition, and like mm-hmm. some of the bot even for as over designed as everything is, I kind of like it. The colors are nice. Yeah. And I think some of the designs are cool. Um, you know, credit where it's due. But ultimately, yeah, I. With um, even with a a historical a, a an archaeologist's eye, mm-hmm. um, it just almost doesn't feel like there's a ton to go to it for that other games since then certainly yeah. haven't done better. But even by the time it came out, right, we're already doing better, better or more fun examples of yeah. that style of gameplay. I think this was just like a really good Mega Man game mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah, like I think that's most of what it is, and I yeah. think some people really like Mega Man mm-hmm. for some reason. I th- I think it would just like have to be one of the games that you had at the time, like one of the few, like you the sixty dollar game that your mom got you. Sure, it's your Christmas present. And I mean, or whatever. it's replayable over and over. It's very it replayable. It's. I mean, if it were fun. <laughs> You well, know, I, you know, I mean, to the degree that Mario is, you know what I mean. Like right. you can pick those levels over and over and get really good at them, and 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 there's speed run the stupid game exactly. And there's speed to be had. There's uh-huh. speed and satisfying gameplay to be had, but you have to like be really masterful of it, uh-huh. um, which is again part of the appeal. It's it's almost like if the running the running sucks mm-hmm. and the gunning sucks, it almost like Mega Man games and Mega Man X by extension almost work better as kind of like puzzle adventure games yeah it's like especially in this one because the weapon effects like the advantages mm-hmm. like the fire being good against ice or whatever are a little less obvious yeah and even the order that you do the levels in like i don't know why and there's no hints to any of this either it's just kind of experimentation mm-hmm. um if you complete chill penguin Mm-hmm. His ice level before you do <laughs> flame mammoth okay. uh, is the fire level. Um, then the flame mammoth level, the volcano, uh-huh. is frozen over, huh. which makes it a lot easier. And you can traverse more of the level. Interesting. It's interesting. You know, kind of cool, creative. Yeah. Doesn't make a ton of sense. You kind of, like, it's just kind of like blind experimentation. Yeah, yeah. And not every level will have an impact like that on any other level not, inherently. No. There, it's, there's just, just like just a, a couple few, cute things like that. A few cute things, but it's more than cute because it, like, makes the level twice, like, it more makes manageable. it a cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just weird. Very weird. But cool. I don't know. When, when did Zero become a character? This one. That's the big one. That's that's uh-huh. another big thing about Mega Man X is that it made Mega Man about everyone's favorite Mega Man character. Literally, yeah. I mean, part of in I did some research and like Zero was going to be Mega Man. Really? Zero they in, for this game or back when they were designing Mega Man? For this game. For okay. Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, because the like I said, like the with the whole redesign, mm-hmm. making everything sleeker and cooler. Yeah. Um, they were re- redesigning Mega Man naturally, and 
the design for Zero was one that they almost went with, like making him red and have blonde hair and yeah. a sword. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just making him into an anime swordsman mm-hmm. uh, was was almost what happened. Like that's kind of what like, the director or whatever wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but they went with something a little more traditional, a little more akin to his original design, Blue, yeah. Blue Bomber. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zero was made into a side character. But also, like you said, what is made, got so popular that it, the Mega Man Zero series uh-huh. has superseded the Mega Man X series in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Um, he is introduced in this game. He's barely in it. So he's not playable? No. Okay. Not even. Gotcha. I, I don't think so. Uh-huh. There's, I, look, I mean, I looked up secrets and stuff um, after the fact, after I beat it. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't think he's playable in this one. Hmm. Um, in future X games, yes. Uh, in future Mega Man X entries, but I know there's like X two and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, uh, there's X. <laughs> we'll get into that too. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, at the this this game bucks Mega Man tradition like no other. Uh, there's an intro stage before you choose the robot masters. Wow, you don't okay. start with your choice of robot master. Uh, levels. There's an intro level when you start it, wow. which is crazy. The, I mean, <laughs> do you need an intro level? Do you, is it kind of necessary? Is it okay? Uh, well, no, no. But. For for story, n- no, not even. No. Um, it could have been done in a cutscene because there are cutscenes. Okay. And this one wow. again, it's a little more story driven. Okay. Zero is a character. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is, it's like I don't know. It's set like two thousand years. Mega Man is already set in the future, and then this one's set in the more future. Because everything's even more cybernetic and okay. more mechanical, and everything is even more robots now. Yeah. <sighs> and I don't know. Sigma. There's like there's there's Maverick hunters. That is like a force of good. Okay. I guess that hunt robots that have gone rogue. Okay. Um, cool. And X is is like a distant. Is, is like an ultimate weapon. He's like Mega Man, but like the creator that made Mega Man was like, in the distant future, we will need something even more powerful. And so he made X, and I guess also Zero. And X and Zero are Maverick hunters, and so they're hunting the Mavericks. The Mavericks okay. are the rogue robots. You following? Yeah, I guess. Pretty, pretty complicated. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. And Sigma is the big bad villain of this one. Mm-hmm. And he was a maverick hunter, but he went rogue. Oh. So you gotta hunt him down and and, and make him dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is also why... They always do like this world-building thing, which I think has been like retroactive, mm-hmm. um, where all the robot masters were once good robots uh-huh. that like had functions. Like, okay. you know, Iceman was for refrigerators, and yeah. Heat Man was for, I don't know... Air conditioning, yeah, lamps, yeah, <laughs> gas lamps, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All the robot masters in Mega Man X were once like functional robots, and huh. then Sigma turned them evil and Mavericks. And now you have to hunt them all down, get their powers because you are X, you're an ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. Collect them all, beat Sigma, uh, and oh, and the story, the intro stage starts with you getting captured. You don't have all of your abilities. You don't even have the dash yet. Oh, okay. Which is cool. There's a Metroid, uh-huh. kind of Metroid stuff going here. Yeah. Like a, a theming device where you're starting at the bottom and then you work your you way le- up. Yeah. Get it and learn it. Yeah. Um, you get your your butt kicked by a little mini boss named Vile and then Zero comes and saves you. Okay. Um, That's cool. It's kind of cool. 
And Zero has a really cool theme song. I'll give it that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the intro stage is all the Robot Master stuff. That's all out of order. You can do whatever order. Yeah. And then for the Sigma stage, the final stage, after you clear everything, there's like four Sigma stages. Yeah. They're annoying and whatever, and they have really annoying bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually you fight Vile again. Okay. And he has Zero captured. Zero goes into the Sigma base before you, uh. and Vile defeats him and captures him. Mm-hmm. And then you confront Vile, and you fight him, but he defeats you. And then when when he is about to defeat you, Zero breaks out of his cage, yeah. and he sacrifices himself. He blows himself up on Vile. Oh, no. In a final act of desperation. Okay. Uh, but Vile is still okay. But then you get all powered up, and then you finally fight Vile again uh-huh. uh, as a boss. And Zero is dead. Vegeta sacrifices himself. Quite, yes. Quite literally. Goku goes crazy and... It is literally, yes. Vegeta (laughs) and then Goku goes, or Goku goes Super Saiyan and has to defeat the bad guy. Yeah. And then you go and fight Sigma. And Sigma is even worse of a boss fight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Pretty cool game. Pretty cool game. So are you just mad that, like, you... Do you feel like you've, like, wasted your time on it? You know what I mean? Do you wish you'd, like, spent time with another game instead? Or do you feel like, oh, okay, now I know that Mega Man's not for me? Or... I guess I'm glad I understand. I don't know. It's... It deserves some rever... I don't... But, like, something else I've noticed is that, like, I don't know if I trust anyone that loves Mega Man anyway. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. (laughs) That sounds pretty harsh. Um, but as, as in, like, when I think about, like, the the retro gaming media that I consume these days, mm-hmm. like, the, the analysis, the the conversation, yeah. uh, Mega Man X doesn't actually get mentioned all that often. Hmm. And I think there's reason for that. I think it's just kind of, uh, it's time Mega Man X got dethroned. It's time we put it in its place. What is considered peak Mega Man? Like, you know what I mean? What... Mega Man X. But see, that's, oh, that's troublesome. It's, it's, well, it's up you to, know? I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Like, Everybody kind of has. Is Zero more fast-paced? And, like, what did we have for the Game Boy Advance? Like they're, they're, Mega Man X for the for the Game Boy Advance? Ooh, no, you might be right. It might have been color. It was color. We have one Game Boy Color game called Mega Man Extreme 2. <laughs> that is... Because you can play Zero in that one. You can play a Zero in that one. And that's, and, and, and that's something I'll give this, is that I don't know... This is my first Mega Man X game. Like you said, there is Mega Man X 2. There's also Mega Man X 8. Uh-huh. There are many there are almost as many Mega Man X games as there are Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I haven't I haven't done the research on which one is actually the best. Mm-hmm. If anything, I it gives me optimism that maybe X3 is the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Maybe they fix everything that I might have a problem with in Mega Man X2. Uh-huh. Maybe it's the best one. I don't know. Might not be there by eight. Who Maybe. Knows? Are they t- all for the SNES? No. Um, that's something else I haven't mentioned. I've been playing this on a Mega Man Legacy collection on my Switch. Oh, that's right. Um, I have not been playing this on the, the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, I don't know, the Legacy collection is cool, mm-hmm. kind of. Um the big thing, the big thing, 
is that there's no safe states. And wow. that sucks. They really put you through it then. What happened to me... And I'm and I'm all for like experiencing something in the original format, mm-hmm. but there, this game was clearly held back by hardware limitations in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, in some interesting ways, there's a lot of slowdown. It throws a lot of things on screen at once wow. for no reason, and it stutters a lot. Uh huh. Um, the way that the scrolling works, like the platforming, yeah. Enemies spawn. And then when you go back, they spawn again. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy spawn oh. points get really unfair really quickly if you're just trying to dodge bullets or, yeah. like, I don't know, explore. Yeah, you got to be careful who you bring on screen. Yeah, it's it's very... And then if it's a moving enemy, then there might just, like, end up being a bunch of those on the screen and yeah. it starts slowing down. Like, the game just starts chugging. Weird. It's really strange. Um, but mostly... What is important to note is that your Mega Buster, mm-hmm. your main weapon, uh, is infinite ammo. The mm-hmm. robot masters, the, right. the bonus, the extra weapons all use ammo. Uh-huh. And you, requi- you replenish your ammo and your health by defeating enemies, and they sometimes drop ammo or health pickups. Mm-hmm. Um, randomly. Like, even if your ammo is full and you have one health left, it will give, it will drop seven ammo pickups before you can, you know. Yeah. Or if you're, like, almost out of lives and you just, and they're, the one-ups are a little rarer drops uh-huh. and you just want to pick up a, a one-up for another try, uh, you have to grind. You have to grind. Yeah. You have to grind enemies for health and ammo. Jeez. And what, what the final boss does... There's three phases to the final boss. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember me mentioning that the whole final boss level gauntlet, you can you can save, but when you reload at any point during that, it starts you back at the beginning. At the start. At yeah. the start of the four segments or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if I am at the final boss, the final, final, final boss, um, and I save and quit because I'm like this is taking too long uh, uh, and come back to it I have to start over right even if I saved frustrating that's crazy that's something you think they would have fixed with the legacy collection uh-huh. something else you think they would have you would hope that they would have fixed with the legacy collection even if then there's no save states which is already big for a retro re-release that's pretty common practice uh-huh. um or for like a collection, an anthology. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty old hat at this point. Let let you get through the games. <laughs> yes, make it a little easier. And and again, I, I like experiencing games how they originally came out, mm-hmm. as they're intended, quote unquote. Um, but the way the final boss works is that it you have you can collect extra tanks of health uh-huh. through your journey. Yeah. Those are some of the bonus power ups. Sure. And and by the time I got to the final boss, I was through all of my extra tanks. Okay. But when the walk up to the final boss is a straight shot. Uh-huh. But between every attempt, it does not refill your health and ammo. Does that make sense? So if you die? So if you die, all of those extra tanks that you have are mm-hmm. empty and all of the ammo that you use during that fight is still gone. So what you have to do is grind Randomly dropped ammo and health, uh-huh. like for fifteen minutes. That's so 
Like, do you, Weird. do you, am I, is this illustration, like, does this make it, it sense? It does. It, it really does. There's a small walk-up before you fight the three. That'll spawn that, some enemies. That'll spawn some, just, like, generic enemies uh-huh. that you just, like, have to shoot. And they're not even, chal- like, they're just there to replenish your stuff. But it just like it ta- and it's really weird. And it's and it would be one thing if they adjusted it so that it only drops what you need. Mm-hmm. Like if if you if I didn't use any of my tanks and I just needed ammo, just drop ammo. Just dr- just drop ammo. Right. Please just drop ammo. I don't need health. Thank you for the health. My health is full. <laughs> right. I'm full. I'm stuffed. Uh huh. I don't need any more. I have maximum one ups. I just <laughs> need ammo for my weapons. What the heck? And it's bizarre and baffling. And that seems that like a even for the time again, even for the time. Gunstar Heroes, Contra Three. Games do have were doing this. Mm-hmm. And especially for a re release, a custom tailored re release. It's not even like vert, like on the it's online. It's not just a straight ass port. Yeah, it's it's a legacy collection. And the presentation of the collection, other than that, is pretty nice. Uh-huh. But there are just some weird oddities that are retained, carried over. Sure could have been quality of life improvements. Sure could have been. Wow, it was very frustrating, and that's and that was the end of my experience. That's like what has kind of soured the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is earnestly kind of that one encounter, and then the final boss was just kind of like RNG, random, mm-hmm. BS. Yeah, not fun to fight. I don't know Sigma. Sigma. Mm-hmm. I don't think I care about. I don't think I like Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and it kind of revealed to me that that's kind of what they all are. Yeah. A lot of what this game does is like what they kind of always have been and have done. It's a little more fun and a little more bearable with safe states, mm-hmm. you know, if you got them. <laughs> Mega Man X I sucks. I love Mega Man joke. X. What's, who's, what, what are you calling this game now? Oh, <laughs> you're letting, can I save this on air? I don't know. When I was... I've I've taken some copious notes on just notions and rants that I've had about this game while playing it and since playing it, and something that I've landed on is uh, calling it Smegma Man Sex, (laughs) because I think it sucks. It doesn't suck. But I also wrote down, you can censor this if you want, uh, shitty cryptic test of attrition-ass game. Whoa. Because that's what it is. All the enemies are spongy. They're not fun to fight. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh... And also, this is true. One of the games that we neglected to uh, cover this summer was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah. Might still circle back to it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a shot. I still want to play it. I kind of dropped it, honestly, hour. Um, but this game made me want to play it again. Wow. Anything but this. Any- <laughs> Anything but this. It was just like, it was just so over the top, annoying, mm-hmm. old fashioned, old school retro game challenge. Yeah, that was just so unappealing to me that I just wanted something breezy and less annoying and more modern. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow, I'm ran- I've I've ranted for long enough, perhaps. I don't know. What you else? had a bunch of notes there, and uh, I, time believe- is passing. But <laughs> believe it or not, I've said just about everything that I meant to. Okay. Uh, that I've written down here. Game slows down. Not a runner or a gunner. <laughs> uh, chopping and stilted platforming. Yeah. Yeah, this game sucks. All right, so I guess go by Live Alive and ignore the Mega Man collection for now. Well, ask me the question. Would you recommend this game to anybody? Yes. Who would you recommend it to? It's a good first Mega Man game. Oh. oh. Really? I think so. I think so. I Nowhere think- to go but up? 
or well, again, I, I just I, a good taste of what truly Mega Man is. That it's the best, at least that I have played. Mm-hmm. It's the best taste of what Mega Man is that I can think of. Yeah, um, because it is for all for all I've given it. It is still faster and sleeker and more fun than like Mega Man Two on the NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, it's got a little bit more in there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. It's not flawless. Yeah. I. I don't think it's. I don't feel like it's a classic. Wow. I don't feel like it's like extremely important to mm-hmm. like the video game canon. I think. It was them just trying to like market, find a new market for yeah. Mega Man, and apparently it worked because we still have it. But you know, if, it's cold, if, but, but uh, cold, but, but honest, but fair. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe I'm being harsh. I don't uh, know. I don't know if you are though. I think, I think the Sonics and the Mario's are more worthwhile mm-hmm. platformers than the Mega Man sure. in this world. But if you want to taste some Mega Man, it's got some interesting stuff. If you have ever been curious about any of the Mega Man, this is a pretty solid... It's a solid platformer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... I would say in the gr- in the grand spectrum of every platformer that's ever been released, it, like, it ekes out above average. Okay. It's above the middle. Okay. Does I don't know it? if I believe you, but... Uh, <laughs> well, well, you don't like platformers. But, yeah. So, you don't even like action side-scrolling platformers yeah. anyway, so you stay away. You yeah, don't worry about you're it. You're right. You're I'm right. Talking, I'm talking to whoever... I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Yeah. But if you love Mega Man X, I'm calling you out. And I'm... I, I, I haven't... Maybe I just haven't consumed enough, like, apolog- genuinely, analytically apologetic Mega mm-hmm. Man X discourse. Yeah. If, if you love Mega Man X, I want to know why. Yeah. Do tell. I'm curious. And do tell me if it gets better with subsequent entry, entries because I, it, it makes me a little optimistic for the future ones. Right. Um, this collection comes with Mega Man X 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. So I, I might, I'll probably give the others a shot eventually, but yeah, shout at me. Uh, angrily or, or supportively. <laughs> I want to know what you think. All right. Should we get out of here? Yes, so. First episode in six months. Summer break is over. Woo! Yay! Time for fall break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all later. Um, no, but really, we 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 have episodes in our minds for you, so stick around. We we hope to get back on a semi-regular schedule, as semi-regular as it's ever been, I guess. As always, please, you know, like us on Instagram. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. We are uploading a video of this to YouTube. Um, not sure if Hi, it'll Mom. come. Hi. If if it'll come before or after the audio, I don't know. We'll see how that works. But uh, always experimenting, always growing, always looking forward. Yes. But all right. Um, thank you again for listening. My name is Brayden. My name is Connor. And this has been Nintendo Gems. We will see you next time. Love you.